This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Bucks on Nucks. We're now into episode 32 of the show, and it's also our first episode of 2023. So happy new year to our listeners out there and also to the lads here, DK and Stu. It's awesome to be back. And uh, maybe before we get into our topics here, we'll just do a little check-in and see how the boys' holidays were. It's been a while since we've done this. And uh, why don't we start with Stu today? How was everything with uh, your Christmas break there and everything, Stu? Yeah, it was good. I uh, saw the friends and family, you know, the typical holiday shit. Um, I wish I had more to tell you, really, because DK just left to take a piss and I'm trying to run the clock here like yeah. uh, <laughs> before he gets back. Like, Ty, you want to sing some Christmas carols or something or what? Oh, there he is. There he is. He's back. I would love to hear you guys sing. I'd love <laughs> to hear it. it. We might break our mics, though. <laughs> no, I'd be shattering like screens and shit. Or is that when is that happen when you sing good? Isn't it like? You hit a hit certain note in a wine glass yeah. to crack on. <laughs> yep, I'd like to hear you try. That'd be me singing Christmas carols, but it'd break because it's just horrendous. So Let's hear it now. I got a pretty that. durable screen, buddy. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all right. I'll uh, I'll leave it to maybe DK. I don't know, DK, you want to sing some carols for us? I mean, Buddy, I'm loud enough, let alone if I, if I sing and someone's listening in their car, their windows are going to fucking blow out of their <laughs> car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to owe somebody a full repair. Um, but... Holidays were good all in all. I know you didn't check in with me yet, but I'm taking over. The holidays were good all in all. Got to see family. You love, you know, favorite time of year is Christmas time. You just get to eat yeah. everything you want. You see your family. Everyone's drinking. Um, found a new shot this year uh, from, and it was like a cinnamon toast crunch shot. It was like rum chata and fireball, oh, like half and half. Dude, unbelievable for Christmas time. Literally tastes like cinnamon toast crunch. But, you know, this is the return pod. And the one thing I got to do this year is remember to check in with you, Ty. You always <laughs> check in with us, wonder how we're doing. And then Stewie and I are just like, yeah, fuck it. Next topic. How was your holidays, Ty? Uh, I appreciate you checking in. Uh, my holidays was great there. Uh, headed down south to see the family and friends. Same thing uh, you guys were doing. Uh, went on a bit of a bender there. And then once that hangover kicked in, I was like, I'm going back up north here. And then I took a couple days to recover and then back to work now. And that's all been good. But uh one sketchy part of the holidays was that drive home there during that snowstorm on uh, the day before Christmas Eve. I was heading down south, and there was points there when I was driving I couldn't see a goddamn thing. Dude, I couldn't see anything, and I was just taking it nice and easy. And we got to our destination. That's all that matters. But fuck, I saw a couple cars in the ditch. Hopefully, they're okay and that. But that was a sketchy drive. Maybe should have waited another day. But I was like, fuck it. I don't want to be driving on Christmas Eve. I'm going to get this over with. But uh, well, so my, that big my, storm on the 23rd. I fucking yeah. I was sitting at my house at like five o'clock, six o'clock on the twenty second, and I saw it was going to get like twenty five or thirty centimeters in London, which I got to go through London yeah. through Toronto. So I left at nighttime, drove in the pitch black, got home really late, it's like four and a half hour drive. Wake up the next morning and see just between London and like Tilbury, so a 40, 45 minutes to an hour away from my house, there's a hundred car pileup on the four hundred one, and it was oh, like just oh. completely dead. So it was maybe yeah. the best call of all time, and uh, yeah. It was, like you said, crazy storm. I hope everyone was all right. Luckily, I didn't have to go on the 401, but there was stretches there where I'm going through farm fields and the wind was blowing and it was just going right across the road. You couldn't see a thing. And uh, by the time I got to, yeah, exactly. And by the time I got to my destination there, there was like just like a layer of ice on the grill of my car, like built up right on the inside of it uh, around the radiator and everything. It was crazy. I took a picture of it. I should uh, send you guys or anyone listening. I'll send you the picture too, but. The car looked pretty mean 
after that drive, man, it looked through, it went, it looked like it went through uh, hell and back. And that's kind of what it felt like to driving through that. But overall, good holidays. Glad to hear your uh, guys was too. And uh, with that out of the way now, we'll just get right into the meat and potatoes here and uh, talk about sports. And the topics today include a wrap up of our fantasy football season. We've got winners and prizes to announce for that. Super exciting stuff. And then we've also got an NFL playoff preview and some picks. And uh, we'll also talk about the World Junior Hockey Championship too, which just wrapped up about a week or so ago. And then I'm also stoked that UFC is back and I need that shit, man. It's been a while since we had our last UFC card. I think it was uh, three or four weeks since that. And uh, it's back this weekend. So looking forward to that. And uh, we'll start today with football since we got playoffs right around the corner. And I don't have to, uh, too much to say on this other than fly Eagles fly and Stewie J, maybe you could roll a bit of audio for me there on that one. Play the song for me. I'm all in on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts for MVP. You already knew I was going to say that. So let's hear your playoff picks and predictions. And then we'll get into the exciting news in our fantasy league. And I'll let DK uh, take it away here. So I'm going to kind of just go through the bracket here because, you know, it's easy to just go and look at odds and project odds or whatever. The only pick that I'm guaranteed giving out, which I absolutely hate that I'm giving it out, but I also fucking love it, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So you get plus 120 on the money line over at DraftKings if you take the Bucks. The Cowboys are a better team in almost every single way over the Bucks, but at the same point, the Cowboys are the Leafs of the NHL. So they're going to lose every big game. And Tom well, Brady, yes. Yeah. And, and, and you Playoff know what? Mode. He hasn't had the best season, but you know Playoff what? He's time, starting though. to get He's it. Something else. Yep. He's starting to get it clicking. So I'll sit right there. So it's the Bucks and Cowboys starting off in the NFC. I'm taking the Bucks to move on. Then you get the Vikings versus the Giants. This is a weird one. Coin flip for me because I always think Kirk Cousins is the biggest fraud of all time. But the Giants are also the biggest fraud of all time. So I'm going to go the Vikings to move on over the Giants. 49ers and the Seahawks. I don't think this game is going to be even close whatsoever. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Then you get the 49ers versus the Vikings in the NFC um, second round. I'm going the 49ers again. I think the 49ers move on to the NFC championship and you get the Bucks versus the Eagles. This is another one where the Bucks are going to be heavy underdogs and Jalen Hurts, as much as I love him and the Eagles team, I love them. It's going to be a tough game. Like it's going to be Jalen Hurts' biggest game of his career. Young guy going against Brady, all eyes on him kind of thing. But I do think the Eagles will themselves into that NFC championship game. I'm going to leave the NFC right there with the Eagles versus the 49ers in the NFC Championship. Moving over to the AFC, Chargers versus the Jaguars. I love the Chargers. I think you guys remember one of my sleeper teams to win the Super Bowl this year was the Chargers. It didn't look good all season, and I do think that their run comes to an end early, and Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars pull one out and win in the first round against the Chargers. The Bengals versus the Ravens. I believe the Bengals are, are a great team. Nobody wants to play the Bengals in the playoffs. They win. The Bills versus the Dolphins. No Tua Tagovailoa. Hopefully his head heals up and he's able to play football again after going into concussion protocol for the third time this season. So you got a Bengals versus the Bills matchup. And I'm going with the Bills all day to get to that AFC championship. And the Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Not even going to be close. I got the Chiefs moving on. So you got Chiefs and Bills in the AFC championship and the Eagles and 49ers in the NFC Championship. My Super Bowl matchup is going to be the Bills 
versus the Eagles. I love the 49ers. I really do. Brock Purdy, the third-string quarterback, who was the Mr. Irrelevant pick in the draft last year. I just don't think he's got the legs to take them all the way. So you go Eagles versus the Bills, and that Bills-Chiefs game, you could tell me you think the Chiefs are going to win. I ain't going to fucking argue with you whatsoever. Like Both of those teams are unbelievable. I think if you could have a Super Bowl matchup, that would be it right there is the Bills versus the Chiefs. But if you're going to the Super Bowl and it's the Eagles versus the Bills, I think I'm fucking, if it's Eagles versus the Bills, I think I am taking the Eagles. I really do. Like if I had to put money on it, I just think the Eagles can do everything that the Bills do and arguably do it just a little bit better. Um, If it's the Chiefs versus the Eagles, though, I'm going to take the Chiefs. It's weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? But if you had to pick uh, if I... You seem like a little concerned about the uh, Jalen Hurts pressure, though, like being a young quarterback going in the uh, the finals here. You think that that's going to play a factor when it comes to the finals kind of thing? Like you say they're going to make the finals, but you also said against Tom Brady and the Bucks that you might uh, see Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, cracking under the pressure a little bit, which I don't think will happen. But are you concerned a little bit there? For sure. Any rookie quarterback or young quarterback that's making their first playoff uh, appearance, like stuff like that, like I honestly think that – it's like, it, it's bound to happen. You know, he's watched Tom Brady play his whole life. Everyone's eyes are going to be on this game here, watching this game. It's going to be one of the most watched things in sports this season. And that is a pressure cooker for a young quarterback with all these expectations and a great team and their Eagles run. I do think, and that's why I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be able to get him all the way. I think he's going to look great. And then in his biggest game of the year, it's going to be like, this is why you were the last pick of the seventh round, the last pick of the draft this year, because you just are going to go under the pressure cooker and lose. Um, Like I said, I think the real Super Bowl matchup should be the Chiefs versus the Bills. I think that's going to be an unbelievably good game. But selfishly, I want the Bills to win because I obviously got a soft spot for Buffalo being this close to uh, like where, where we grew up and everything. So, But Bills, Eagles, I'm taking the Eagles. So there's my Super Bowl pick. The only pick I'm giving out this week um, in terms of the briefcase is going to be Actually, you know what? Two picks. I'll give out the Jaguars to win, and I'll give out the Bucks to win, which I think both of those teams are dogs, both sitting at plus 120 on the money line. Take the Jags. Take the Bucks. They're going to be close games. It's the playoffs. Those are the picks. That's my NFL playoff bracket, and we can move along if you want, unless you guys got to take well, an NFL playoff. I'd love too. to see that uh, that Bills-Eagles final because, like you said, there's so many Canadians that love the Bills, and I'm an Eagles fan here, so it's always like, how many Leaf fans are out there? And then I'm a Sens fan, right? So we got this rivalry going again. I'd love to see that. Like I could go back home or, you know, link up with my buddies and watch that game and it would be electric because they're all Bills fans. I'm an Eagles fan. It'd be fun as fuck, man. That'd be the, the matchup I would love to see. Uh, Stewie J, did you have any thoughts or uh, predictions or picks or anything like that for the NFL playoffs here? No. Or should we, no? Uh, nah? <laughs> I just, I, dude, every what time. What about a Super Bowl there's... pick? What about a Super Bowl pick? Well, I, I I would go Bills just for a hometown bias, dude. I almost went to the, I almost bought tickets to the game on Sunday, but I couldn't find anyone to go with. I'd imagine I didn't couldn't imagine you boys would be trying to go on a fucking Sunday, tied driving down from Elliott Lake. No, I can do it on a Sunday, buddy. I fucking uh, I'm doing work and shit on a Sunday. That's the only thing with football games; they're always on Sundays. So not always, but it'd be tough for me to to make a trip to to the states for for something like that. I'd have to take a few days off, kind of thing. Fuck, that'd be fun, though. But uh, if you got no picks for for that, we can move on to fantasy football. And uh, Stewie J, I'm going to let you... uh, Actually, you know what we'll do here? I'll just say the fantasy football season has come to a close here. And all three of us on the pod here, we were out golfing or whatever, 
football players do on the offseason. And while we were doing that, there was some intense battles going on in uh, our fantasy football league in the playoffs. And we've got some winners now, and they've got some nice prizes coming their way. So I'm going to leave it to our commish here, DK, to let us know what the results were of our fantasy football league. And then, uh, Stewie J, maybe after that, you could tell us what the lads won there. So, DK, I'll let you take it away here. So, you know, just throwing it out there, I fucking... I can't invite these guys that, that are my friends to this fucking thing anymore. Cause one, two, three were all people that I invited to this, to this league. And it fucking kills me. Um, number one, we got <laughs> big dogs, dogs run by the big dog himself, Corey Tuck. He takes the dub over clubber Langs, which this is clubber Langs first ever fantasy football league. Stu, what do you got? No, keep going with the number one. I have, uh, there, there, there's a big, uh, surprise i'd say for the three four game because i think i know what you're gonna say but listen just that might have been clubber lang's first or second loss too like he was almost maybe lost one game all season and then in the the finals i guess he lost too which is insane because that guy was on a tear i don't even know that's one of your buddies AD. oh yeah it's one of my buddies who was like yeah i kind of want to join that league and like whatever it's my first fantasy football league i've never done it and he's yeah finished first went wire to wire at first place and just ran the show and then third place is our boy i always say this i don't know how he works into the pod every single week he gets a shout out my boy me machine run by blake orler himself comes third and i believe that was all we were giving out for prizes right one two three yeah so wait it was big dog dogs uh number one and then clubber langs two and then uh, machine yep. mean machine number three right yes, on. Sir. and then uh Stu J, what are they getting for prizes here those are our top three we all get something. Oh, we should have talked about this pre-pod, but I think um, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll do the Bucks on Nux jersey, football jersey. Is that what we're thinking, boys? And then top three, you'll get uh, hats. I know DK brought up the yeah. idea of of an NFL jersey, jersey. of your choice. Do you want to give? Of, wanna give uh, who was it that won again? Your buddy, Big Dog Corey Tuck. Do you want to give Corey the option maybe if he wants to? Either way, they're going to get a hat. I think the hat's going to get more wear time if they give Bucks on Nucks hats than the jerseys anyways. But give them we the gotta option. We got to give them a Bucks on Nucks something, though. We got to give them a Bucks on Nucks something. Yeah, 100%. All, yeah. Top three are getting hats for sure. Um, and then I'll do – and then I guess we'll give him the option if he wants the Nucks champs jersey or an NFL jersey of his choice. Yeah, so, so it could be either the Bucks on Nucks jersey with the champ Number twenty three on the back for the year twenty twenty three, or you could get a, uh, I guess the jersey of your choice kind of thing. What are your? So I gave him. I gave him uh, three options. I said option one: the Bucks on Knox jersey with the uh, twenty two champ on the back, which we had we had talked about and put out there. I said option okay. number two is a jersey of your choice, and he went. I would do the jersey of my choice plus like obviously the hat and stuff. And this little this motherfucker was like, I want a Kyle Duggar New England Patriots jersey. Or a Tua Tagovailoa jersey to burn because he knows Tua's my fucking guy and he's a Patriots <laughs> fan. So he's like, those are the two options. So let's I think, give him one. Let's give him a yeah, Tua and see if he actually yeah, does it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking, I, yeah, we'll get Post them both. We'll get him a DH Tua so it costs us 13 bucks so he can burn it. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's your, that's your top three there. And uh, I don't know, anything else on the Fantasy League before we move on here? Or yes, you, boys. You got something to say there. Yes, boys. I've got a little bit of a storyline that played out. So, Josh Campbell, our boy Soupy, the Raging Cajuns, um, dropped a 200 bomb. We shouted him out. We put the fantasy leaderboard update on the page, and we gave him a little shout out. 
we said, hey, special mention to Josh Campbell for dropping a two-hundo bomb this week in, in fantasy football. Well, Mean Machine, DK's buddy Blake, didn't take too kindly. He thought we had a vendetta out against him. And he, brought, he, you know, he, he mentioned that he, he wasn't too fond of, 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 of him being on the back end of a fucking of a 200 bomb. You know what I'm saying? And we posted it and exposed him to the world and everything, right? Well, <laughs> these guys met in the third place bronze medal game. Holy. DK posted the results on Instagram. Um, during the the Bills uh, Bengals game, no, no, the next day, don't or the next, the day, next sorry, day, sorry, yeah. the day after the Bills Bengals game when uh, unfortunately it was uh, it was canceled. Um, by the way, um, it's good to see uh, Demar Hamlin is healthy and recovering. That's uh, good news yeah, and from Bucks on Nux. We scary love that moment there. Yes, but the results were technically not final when he posted that fucking when he po- when he made that post. So what it looked like it was going to be was Big Dog Dogs taking the first place victory over Clubber Langs in the gold medal game there, the gold medal week. And then the third place game, um, at the time of posting, and at the time that game got uh, canceled, the Raging Cajuns were up on really? the machine. They were up. So, so it, looks like, it looks like Soupy or the Raging Cajuns came third. It looks like they had won the bronze. But what they did... I think they took Joe Burrow's points off the board for the Raging Cajuns because, oh. because the game got canceled, so none of the points count because it didn't finish. So that gave Mean Machine the win. I, Holy great. So, so that's, that's, that's not right, right though. That's not right, and that though, got yeah. And that got him revenge for his little 200 bomb. So what I'm saying <laughs> is that there's a little bit of discrepancy. I don't know if these boys caught wow. it, but like it was a little bit of drama there. That uh, probably wouldn't have been drama if I just didn't air it out to the world. But uh, <laughs> I think since I thought it was good content to mention for sure. So I think what we might do is just have to give four hats out. Yeah, I like that. I, yeah, I didn't realize that actually until you do. I didn't know that they had taken it off, right? Because I, I, I posted that post and, and I gave Rage of Cages the credit of winning third. Yeah. I didn't know that they had. I, and then obviously I, the only reason why I posted then is because all the insiders are saying game's going to get canceled. So I was like, okay, like whatever, I'll post it now. I didn't know that they took his points away, which that's not right. Um, I mean, the points were still in the game. Like I get the game doesn't count, but like he still had them, I guess. Yeah. Like, so yeah, maybe the third and the fourth place. Like, yeah, we'll say Meme Machine got the dub on a technicality, but they both get the same prize, I, w- I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. because I mean, in that um, situation, I think that's 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 fair. Yeah, but I think whoever machine. ended up coming third, you got a little more bragging rights there. It was a mean machine action well, for sure, yeah. out, right? So, you, you so he got a he got <laughs> a little. It took some controversy, but he got a little bit of revenge on the fucking on being on the bad end of a fucking two hundred bomb post on on our Instagram. So that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it always no, goes. I don't think anybody clocked that, but I looked. I just made. I, like at one point, I just went back to see to, to make sure because I know there was kind of questions if the game was gonna. Um, well, yeah, I got a notification from Yahoo, and it was like this game may be rescheduled or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So now, when it was, it was final, kind of in- I yeah, I yeah. went back to check to just make sure like everything was the same between like when DK posted it and and like the final results, and they fucking shafted the rage and cajuns like they did them <laughs> dirty. Guy was even, fired off. That's 
Yeah, you got to go on the high, dude. He's probably fired yeah, up that he won and shit, and then he fucking just got screwed over <laughs> that game. Man. Yeah, so you earned a hat, lad. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. I, uh, the last thing on the Fantasy Football League, that's the first fantasy league we ever ran. It was a lot of interest, probably a lot more than I actually thought there was going to be in joining our league. So appreciate everyone joining our first one. Um, yeah. Hope you had a blast. And obviously, with this kind of stuff, we'll be back next year with it, too. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it, too. Um, we'll move on now and we'll talk about uh, the World Junior Hockey Championship. And let's talk about Connor Bedard there, man. 17 years old. Guy's a superstar. Just put on an absolute clinic at this year's World Junior Hockey Championship. And at 17, he became the all-time goals and points leader in Canadian World Junior history. Absolutely incredible watching this kid play. I think he you know, could be the next Connor McDavid type player. And uh, I know we were all a little busy over the holidays, but uh, did you guys tune in for any of those games there? I did. I I, I missed a bunch actually because I wasn't really uh, I wasn't home much during the break. But um, I caught the last, the final few. I caught all of the elimination games. Um, and yeah, not much more to say than the kids a stud that you know hasn't Fuck. hasn't already been stud because they were talking about yeah. him all day. So I don't know if we want to like almost. It's almost like beating a dead horse at this point because like he's been talked about so much. But yeah, he's going to be a stud. I think. I think um, he's going to be a star the moment he steps in the in the league or in the Those big were some intense games though like fuck man the, the, what was it against uh, the overtime one was that slovakia or can't remember who we were against it went to ot and he did that that Connor mcdavid-esque yeah. type goal where he yeah, walked through slovakia. the whole fucking team and that was after like a two-minute shift the guy was completely dogged and he's still pulling that shit off man i'm uh scared to see where he ends up because there's a team like out of the team's that uh could get picked there or could pick him there i think it's between like chicago has the best chance. And then you got Columbus and Anaheim. Imagine he goes to somewhere like Anaheim and he's playing with Trevor Zegris and fucking Troy Terry and McTavish. And oh my uh, God, it's gonna be who's the other guy Lakers, I missed buddy. there? There's another superstar there I missed. Um, but anyways, he, that team would like talk about offensive talent right there. And then also um, Chicago, if he goes to original six team, imagine the Jersey sales, imagine the hype behind him. Uh, do you think there's any of those teams in the bottom there that would be the perfect fit for him? Buddy, I'll probably go to Ottawa, you fucking scrub. You guys thought you were contenders at the start of the year, and now you're in the fucking Bedard lottery. Well, we're only actually <laughs> a few shot. points ahead of the wild start, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, no, Ottawa's. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to pile on. I would like Ottawa's season, 41 games in, is kind of done. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, I get it. Like, just yeah, they're close. We but were just ahead of Florida like t- a couple weeks ago, man. Like, it, it's tight. That race is tight for that wild card spot. It's not impossible. It's not likely, but it's not impossible. We're not taking for a Bedard. I have a wild fucking prediction. Or not a prediction, but it's just like a thing that could happen. Um, if you remember, this might maybe everyone's already heard of this because it's been talked about, but Montreal um, yes. traded, traded yeah. Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers last season. Or was it the offseason? No, it was it was at the trade at the deadline. deadline right? Yeah, it was yeah. at the deadline. They traded Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers. The Panthers sent back an unprotected first round pick that now, if they don't make the wild card, is going to be a lottery pick. And you know what happens in the lotteries. That could end up being the Bedard pick. So imagine Imagine. that storyline. Imagine that storyline if the Panthers traded fucking Connor Bedard in effect. Traded Connor (laughs) Connor Bedard for Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherratt was never worth a first round pick, even last year, I promise. I don't know why defensemen were were going for sky high prices. 
that run when Montreal went for the cup there. Like he was solid in that playoff run. That's what got his value oh, yeah. so high, and, I believe. And also Billy Zito just makes fucking trades like he's trying to burn a pile of cash or something. Like well, yeah. he makes trades like he's running a, a GM like GM on NHL be a GM on the game. Right? <laughs> yeah, like he exactly. Has, he traded away a first round pick for Sherratt. I'm pretty sure he traded away a first round pick for Giroux. And then he also traded a first round yep. pick away for Kachuk. Like, I don't think they have a first round pick until like 2026. <laughs> like, yeah. which well, is, look at, look I at, guess um, for them, like. I was going to say, sorry, look at Chicago yeah. too. Like we mentioned on the pod, you know, f- probably a month or two ago when the Debrinket trade happened, like, are they tanking for Bedard? We were saying back then they're, they're starting to tank. I think that's totally their idea. Imagine if they don't get Bedard, how like fucking, who's the second best guy? I don't even know if he's like. Anywhere Fantilly. near Bedard. Fantilli's nice. Actually, I can't that lie. He's going to be. You actually, yeah. He's going to be a. Fuck. Dude, the whole draft class is pretty loaded, man. I can't lie. He's, Fantilli's going to be a stud, too. It's just like Bedard's just over. He makes everyone else look like shit, but uh, it's a good like, draft. DK. Like if, if, if Bedard. If, yo, I'm saying if Bedard was non existent, it would still be a good draft. Yeah. You just wouldn't have like the top end, like guy that steps in as immediate. You wouldn't have like a McDavid, like, uh, or you wouldn't have like a generational player, but like it would still be a deep draft. You kind of shook your head there, DK, when I said, uh, you know, I I wouldn't mind seeing him go to Chicago, like going to an original six team and the jersey says and the hype behind that. I think it would be great for them because, you know, Chicago's used to guys like Patrick Kane and, and, and Taves and, you know, those guys are getting old and then Keith and Seabrook are gone. They're used to having a very successful team. It's time for them to kind of, turn the ship around but you you shook your head there when i said that i'm curious what uh what well, you're thinking i think the worst possible situations for him to go to would be arizona and chicago yeah. i just think chicago's I think team, the worst. dude if connor bedard who everybody's saying which i have a hot take on this tournament that i'll get into like at close to the end because i want to get your guys's take on it too but if he goes to mm-hmm. arizona and has to play at mullet arena in front of five thousand people and he is this generational talent like, that is a huge fucking miss. Like, that is horrible. And yeah. then Chicago, yeah. if you look at their team, and I get they're going to unload Kane and they're going to unload Taves probably at the deadline or whatever, right? Because their contracts are up, so you might as well get something for them. But if you look at Chicago's team in general and then their prospect pool, like, they're going to be bad for a long time. Like, Bedard would go there and rot in Chicago. And you know what? Chicago, yeah, their original six team, they've been good um, in the past year, but they're going to go through a really, really bad stretch here. Um, when you ask perfect fit, Ty, as stupid as it sounds, there's like three teams that I think are the perfect fit. Anaheim for sure. Columbus, weirdly enough, because I feel yeah. like if he goes in and plays with Goudreau and line A on a line or whatever, like that's actually mm. going to be pretty fucking sick for him. Like it'll be all Let's right. Save the franchise, but, dude. I think it's rigged if he goes there. Cause like, I think they might rig it just so he goes there. Cause they need him. I've seen well, people then, tweeting like he's going to Columbus guaranteed. But then weirdly enough, are all conspiracy theorists and shit these days. So <laughs> as, who knows? As much as as much as I hate them, weirdly enough, Montreal would be a fucking pretty I good like fit. Montreal. For them I love Montreal. I love that right? idea. Yeah. yeah, and they got two I'd, balls in the, in, the, him, in the lottery. I'd rather him go to Chicago, man. If he's going to go to a team like that with all the hype behind and shit, fuck. I would hate to see him in Montreal because, like, really? because you play against him, it's a rivalry, right? It'd be great for him, right? The hype would be insane, but I'd much rather see him go. Chicago and I think it wouldn't be too much different than playing in Montreal besides it being a Canadian market Chicago like, no uh, no Chicago's far between, worse in my opinion yeah. than Montreal yeah. especially when you like from like a six to seven year outlook I'd say yeah. Montreal has way more potential I think Chicago yeah. like fucking needs them though man like Chicago like if they yeah, don't but they, get but him, he's not gonna do anything fucked. and then if you want to watch a game if let's say I think you start will. going to that, fucking games you're never gonna see him he's Columbus. gonna be out west 
Well, we, that's, like that's it, true too. You wouldn't see him as often, but I mean, I, I think the the fans and everything that, well, I guess any team he goes to, you could say it'd be the perfect fit because who wouldn't want a guy like that? I, yeah, just, I just see like Chicago is the best chance of getting him. And I can just imagine that would be a huge success for Chicago. And they have so many picks and shit. Like they'd have to do a couple of years of rebuilding, but fuck, would they build a nasty fucking team around that kid? But he'd be the only, he'd be the only, that's what I'm saying is like, that's why I think Anaheim would be better because they're further along. He could jump in and kind of maybe True. change that team's outlook. Same with Montreal, um, whatever, like Chicago, he would be the first piece of their rebuild. Right, like yeah, that's like he'd true, be the yeah. first yeah. piece where now they start to build around him. But we all know this. I mean, like Ty, you've watched Ottawa go through rebuilds. Me and Stewie yeah. have watched Toronto go through rebuilds. It's not just like one guy. Like even when we got Matthews, but that was when we had already had Riley and then Nylander and then Marner and then we got Matthews and the and the tide started to turn. But if you think about that, that's fucking four f- seasons of this guy like just Man. rotting. Right, he's not going to go back to the juniors. He's going to rot and play with who? Max Domi on the first line of Chicago. Like that's not good enough, right? God forbid he goes to Anaheim, dude, because I've been saying, I made a tweet like fucking maybe two years ago or something when the Sens were just starting to rebuild. I was like, seeing where uh, Anaheim's at, where they're drafting guys like Zegris and, and, and Terry and McTavish. And I'm like, you know what? I think in a few years from now, you're going to see Ottawa and Anaheim being really competitive around the same time. And if they're both like the top teams in the league at the same time, you might see a fucking Stanley Cup rematch. That'd be like a dream come true for me as long as it goes the other way around. But God forbid they get Bedard. I don't want to play Bedard in the fucking Stanley Cup final or any playoff series or anything like that. But uh, Anaheim, I think, is kind of on the same, uh, like, they might be behind Ottawa in the rebuild, but they're kind of on the same boat. Like, they have a lot of young prospects, but they're still kind of developing. And I think they're both going to be really good teams at the same time. So, yeah. I hope they don't get Bedard. I don't want to be playing those guys in the final again. I think maybe like yeah. episode one or two, I was like Ottawa Senators fucking hottest take of all time, like 2027 Stanley Cup finals. That's kind of around the time. I think Anaheim's going to be really fucking good too. And like, who knows, you know, anything could happen. That's a stretch. Well, yeah. That's a stretch. Like the listeners out there, they're like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, I am crazy. But go, Sen, <laughs> well, go. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, we all have biased takes about our teams, right? Like, like I said, we yeah. we were giving out awards at the start of the year, and you said Coach of the Year, DJ Smith, and GM of the Year. Would be I never said DJ Smith, Coach of the Year. I said Pierre Dorian, but never said DJ Smith, for Coach. Of the but year. either way, I think I said Bruce. Way. I said Bruce Boudreaux, and that was also a shitty ass <laughs> take because that guy sucked. <laughs> He's not. I just remember last the year. year the the Bruce there it is shit last year, right? And that yeah. team is just absolutely yep. fucking uh, went down hell. That's an embarrassment for them. There was high expectations, and what a mess that is, but. Okay, so I, I got a hot take on this tournament that I want to get off before we stop talking about this because, yeah. I, you know, I I love the World Juniors. I think it's a great showcase. Um, but before this World Juniors, people are like, Connor Bedard's a special player. He's very good. He's he's elite, whatever. And then all of a sudden after the tournament, and I get what he does. This is not me taking anything away from Connor Bedard. But all of a sudden now he's generational. And in my opinion, when you're supposed to be the first overall pick in the NHL, and I get he's 17, but he's going to be 18 when he's drafted. He's already supposed to be the best player in the world at his age group because he's going first overall in the NHL. Um, my Record thing is, breaking, though. I just think, like, oh, well, I, and I get that, I get that, but there's been other World Juniors players that have had unbelievable tournaments that everyone thought now they're going to go have an unbelievable career. And like I said, this is not me taking anything away from Bedard. The guy's nasty. I just think World Juniors' success is far overrated because the 
Uh, uh, for me, if you think from that tournament now that Connor, like Connor Bedard is going to be on the same level as a McDavid, as a Matthews, as like some of these elite players that have gone first overall over the last few years, then you have to think from watching that tournament that Shane Wright is going to be a bust. Like it's got to go both ways. Right? I think the success is way overvalued from the World Junior Tournament, and I think the people that struggle in this tournament, they're just kind of like, oh, he's young, he's gonna, <laughs> he didn't have his confidence going in. It's like. Well, no, if you think because of that tournament, Bedard's going to be generational, then you have to think from that tournament that Shane Wright's going to be a bust because this guy was the fourth overall pick. He was supposed to go first his whole career, and then he went in there, and I didn't think he looked that special. Mind you, he scored a goal in the gold medal. He played okay in the semis, but all the games before that, I thought, man, he's probably like the fourth or fifth best player on this team right now and he's you know what I was drafted. thinking about Shane Wright in that gold medal game I was saying like even going into that game you need your captain to fucking step up tonight you need a big goal from him. you need big shit from him and he was playing shit all tournament right and uh what I kind of compared it to was uh Sidney Crosby in the Vancouver 2010 series where like all tournament long he wasn't the most uh standout player on the ice in that but when it came to clutch time in the gold medal game who got that big goal? It was Sidney Crosby. And then, then the World Juniors, it was Shane Wright. And obviously, you can't compare fucking Shane Wright to Sidney Crosby. That's a fucking terrible comparison. But I think Shane Wright is going to be a good NHL player. I don't think he's going to be a fucking as good as a Bedard ceiling is. But I think he he has a, a lot of potential, this kid, man. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him and thinking he's a bust and this and that. Like, what is he, 19 years old? I think uh, he's going to fit great in Seattle. And uh, speaking of Seattle there, now, they might make playoffs, and I think Stewie J might owe me twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, was that the deal? I can't even remember twenty. Bucks yeah, we virtual shake. Seattle's making okay. playoffs, and you right, said not they, a if chance. They, if they finish at the season, then I'll, I'll, we'll 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 fucking do it. Then they they. Uh, hey, I like Shane Wright though. I think Shane Wright's not going to be a bust, and I think Connor Bedard is. Uh, I the think, next Connor okay, McDavid. I've been saying I didn't. I've been saying since 2019. I saw this kid play, and there was the big talk of the town when he was when he when he was on Kingston. He came to Niagara, and it's like, oh, that Shane Wright kid's playing exceptional status, kid, right? And he came around, and he, I didn't, I couldn't even notice. I'm like, which one is this kid? Like, you know what I'm saying? And well, usually he's not flashy. in the OHL, I know, but though. usually, but you can still tell. I'm mean, especially in the OHL, uh, and yes. and when you're at the games, you can tell who the good players are. This guy was like, it wasn't that he was bad. It was just like there's nothing that stands out about him. Like he just looks like he's mm. just kind of playing with the, he's just playing at the level out here. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Cause he was what, like 15 or 16. But, um, I've been saying that I don't think he'll ever be a superstar. And I don't think he's worthy of first overall. My brother's a Habs fan. And he was asking, who do you think we should take at number one yesterday or last year? And I, and I even, I was saying like, honestly, man, like I don't see what the, like I'm, I'm not on the same page as Shane, right. As some of these guys are like, you're going to, it's, He's obviously like the the common name, the household name around this draft right now. So you're going to have some Montreal fans that are going to be upset when if he doesn't get called. But I'm telling you, it's the right pick not to do it. Um, at one, I think at one. But I don't even know if Slavkovsky, I think Slavkovsky will will be a good NHL player, but I don't know how much better he'll even be than Wright. But I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. at a, at, Shane Wright isn't your typical number one overall guy. And, I agree it, with that, yeah. and it depends on what you consider a bust what uh to your point dk because what i think is is that if you base it like i think he'll be a good nhl player and have a career uh and play a ton of nhl games that's if all i'm you, saying i think you can make a case for saying that he was never worth a third overall pick or fourth overall pick i think 
I think that may that's like a valid point you can you can you can bring up. So for me, like uh, the busts go different ways, right? Like if you're a top five pick and then you're a career, you know, third liner, like to me, that's yeah. kind of a, 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 in my opinion, like yeah. that's, that's a bust, right? Cause in the top five, you're supposed to be drafting guys that are going to change your organization. Mind you, if you're the 20th overall pick and you play a thousand NHL games as a third line center, like that's not a bust to me, but as a four, uh, fourth overall pick, like if he plays the way he does and he just got traded to Windsor, but I like the way you say that Stu, as soon as you're at a game in the OHL or wherever you go to, you can tell who's the guy. And I went to a Windsor game last year, didn't know anybody on the team about one period in me and my brother, like, who's that guy? And it was Wyatt Johnson, who was a first round pick for Dallas. And he was just like better than everybody else. Right. That's and Shane Wright just got traded to Windsor. So I'm going to go lay eyes on him here. Um, very soon yeah, true. to go and to go and watch him play because like you say, like if you're the fourth overall pick, I think he should be dominating. But a crazy thing about this draft class, I heard this on Overdrive, there's other than Slavkovsky who's playing like 10 minutes a game, there's zero players from this draft class that are playing in the NHL. I feel like that's crazy. Like usually yeah. there's three or four stick around, no? Like the first three picks and the best defensemen taken, usually they all stick around. The league's getting better, man. Yeah. I think it is. There's just so much talent now. It's insane. Like all these guys are crazy. But and and to finish my statement, I'll say um, that I do think Connor Bedard will be like a gen- he'll be on like that elite top five player in the league for a long time type kid. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? Like I think that's that's big. Really? I don't well, think like that's if- that. I I heard people saying I was your Overdrive boys were saying that uh, o Dog was saying that he thinks he's top five scoring uh, before like in in his second year. See, like, so when you say top five player, though, like if I'm thinking, okay, two years in, I know you didn't just say two years in, you said in his career, but like two years in, if you think he's going to be in the top five, then you're going to beat out, you know, McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl, uh, you know, McKinnon, and who who's five, right? Like, there's like, there's another unbelievable player. That you're I'm, talking I'm about losing. scoring? No, I'm just talking about like, because you said like, he's going to be a top Robertson. five player. Robertson. Well, Cooch, well, I'm saying yeah, Cooch. Cooch so like who's going to come out of that yeah pat like who's going to come out of that class for him to like is he going to jump Dreisaitl, matthews mcdavid i'm not Kucherov, saying two years McDavid. but i'm saying if your boy odog is saying that he's going to be top 5 scoring in a second year i think it's pretty safe to assume that for the rest for over his entire career there's going to be a pretty good stretch where he's uh one of the best players in the league if not the best right that's bedard you're talking about now yeah the only thing i think oh, that is against him is his size sure realistically well, like he's a fine skater he's not a mcdavid skater but he's a fine skater he's agile he's got obviously sick hands and he's gonna score he's he, he's gonna have that caulfield effect right away you know what i'm saying depends like where he goes that man. type of shooter depends where he goes. i was just about to goes say to that chicago, if he might go to chicago and score 60 points ty we're on the same fucking page. right right 100 100 100 playing with zegris and troy terry man and mctavish there 100 yeah, yeah, yep. i think nasty, i think nasty. I yep. think Montreal is the perfect situation for him just because of that. I think oh, and, I hate and, that so much. I don't though. obviously I I'm a Leafs fan. That. Obviously Fuck I'm a Leafs that. fan. My brother's my brother's a Habs fan and you know what I'm saying? Like there's a rivalry there, but there's something about me that just misses when Montreal was good. You know, it's just don't it's kind of nostalgic that. to me when Montreal what was the good. Fuck, the build- dude. Shut the God. fuck up, Ty. Dude, Yo, that's the fucking you're a Rangers bro, that is fan, the best dude, that is the best building in Canada for a playoff game when the team is good. I'm at, like and that's driving distance. Yo, we can go to Montreal and watch a sick game. Also, nah, but Terry Price, dude, like that those runs were just like those runs were like He's nothing retired. we've ever seen, man. Like, come on, like like 
I love when Montreal's good. I don't know. There's always like sweet storylines. Obviously, if they play the Leafs, I'm gonna fucking hope to till my dying day that the Leafs beat them, right? Like they didn't the other year. But uh, but yeah, I think if Connor Bedard goes to Montreal, it, it it's a good thing for Canadian hockey, um, and it's a good thing for um, him. Eastern Canada hockey for yep. like the growing the game. Um, although it doesn't really need to be grown, but like I'm saying, like it, it it'll make the kids in Canada fall in love again because there's always going to be those big matchups. Like the Leafs can be bad, and hockey is still the biggest thing. But I'm saying when when all the teams are good, man. If Ottawa, I assume, I hope, I fuck, buddy. I don't know what it's looking fucking shaky there, but it, yeah. I, I assume Ottawa will be good eventually. And I think, and if Montreal is good and Toronto is good. There's just nothing like in the world. Boston is good. That Atlantic division is the best thing to watch if all if there's some fucking good teams. Like Tampa well, being good doesn't really do anything for me because they don't even have like I like the buildings loud in the playoffs and I like and, and I like crazy fans and I like crazy games against teams that have historic rivalries. So, so I, I love that you say that because I was gonna say this too. So in the last like I want to say 10 years, there's been like no Leafs rivalry because like the Sens were good and the Leafs were shit and the Canadians were good and the Leafs were kind of shitty and like there's no games that like I miss the rivalry like with Boston yeah, in the playoffs exactly. like I feel like they're almost not a rival anymore because that team that was like the Leafs team with Boston was like Matty Fratt and Joffrey Lupa like it's a completely different roster now right same with Ottawa like when Ottawa's good Montreal's good and Toronto's good those games are fucking unbelievable to watch it's a good rivalry but when Ottawa was good the Leafs are were shit and like vice versa right now the the Leafs are good for the last five years and Ottawa's been going through a rebuild so there's almost like no rivalries but one thing for you Ty that I heard today and I kind of was like it piqued my interest was like I didn't know that Alex DeBrinkett was a free agent at the end of this year and he still hasn't signed is that like any type of like worrisome that he no I'm, i think they're gonna sign him like i'm not too worried about it. i think he he likes playing in ottawa he said he likes playing in ottawa i think it's uh just a matter of finding the right number like i think it's almost he's almost guaranteed to sign there like you don't let a guy like that really? go and, think uh, so? man, I don't, yeah i think he's i think he's guaranteed to sign there it's just a matter of like finding the right number so maybe if he starts asking too much money or there's something behind the scenes he doesn't like about playing in ottawa but when you see that you know fucking the future of what Ottawa's building right now and that Ryan Reynolds might get involved, that there's new ownership, they're going to get a new arena. This is the team to fucking jump on board with. And he's a young guy, and I think he he's loving playing there. You see the videos of them making TikToks and all joking, chirping each other, like making, you know, lighthearted chirps to each other and whatnot. And I think he loves playing there. I think he, he signs for sure. I'm not stressed about it at all. If he does leave, that's a big loss for the Sens. And he is an RFA. Don't so like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get him, but I I don't know if, like what is he gonna sign long term? Like is he is he the best player on that team? And if he is, he he's got to make I more think, than Stutzel at eight point three five. So do you sign he's him with make five years at nine mil? He's, like I don't know what you sign yeah, him, right? I don't think I think he makes almost the same as Jimmy Stewart around that. Like they're both like a point point per game player, but I think Stutzla's you know like he he signed the biggest contract in Ottawa Senators history, I believe. And I think he uh, he's our boy, right? He's he's going to be the future of the franchise. Like, I think DeBrinket signs around for the same amount, if I'm guessing. But I don't know. Who knows what his agent's saying, right? Like, who, who fucking knows what's happening behind the scenes? I think he stays, though. You don't let a guy like that who scored over 40 goals twice in his career and he's, what, 25 years old or something? You 
You do not let a player like that go. It's not a go. It's not an option. Uh, Stu J has something to say. Okay, go ahead, Stu. Listen, Ty, you're you're quite the optimist because uh, a lot of the things that you're saying are a reason to jump on board. Are a lot of reasons why people elsewhere around the league are kind of are kind of scared for Ottawa. I'd say, like there there wow. were a team that was supposed to have a that had a great off season. Everyone was saying year of fucking Dorian. It's going to be awesome. We're a contender, or at least a playoff team. And now it's not looking good. Now you just brought in all these pieces. And you're going into the deadline. Like, are we a seller? Are we a buyer? Do we just kind of stick? Do we just kind of stick it out? And, I said this last and, pod. Yeah, and yeah. and now it's and like and this is not. I don't think it's a good thing to be like. You can't be a seller when you're when you're when your team is for sale. I don't think. You know I what I mean? They are a like seller. it's a. I don't think they are a seller, but it would it would like. If you're not going to sell the team, you better hope you're better next year. And I don't know, like he's taken way they, too long to. They are. They need a defenseman team. badly. They need a defenseman badly. They need. That's they the need a high end been, defenseman. Oh, I've been saying that since the offseason. They're missing. A I know top that was the right number one need, but it didn't get addressed, yeah. and and and, and the other moves kind of if, overshadowed like yeah. the need for that. So Dorian right now is on the hot seat. Like he, he I'm worried that he makes a but move where at, he trades away prospects to get someone like. Matt Dumba or Provorov, or he makes a stupid trade when I think you might be better just stay in the course, don't sell, and let your guys like Tyler Clevin come up through development and fill that role of top four defenseman because there is options in our prospect pool that can come in and fill that role. It's just a matter of patience. I don't know. I don't want to sell a guy. I'm not getting rid of guys like Pinto. I'm not getting rid of guys no, like fucking no. Sanderson or any of these guys. You just That's not stay what in we're the saying. course. That's not what we're saying at all, but they should, like, the thing with Ottawa, and dude, and don't, like, take this as us, Chirp, because Leafs were in this situation, too, where every year it was like, we're going to be better, we're going to be good, and then, like, three, four years, it's shit. When you're when you're projected to take that jump, and then it doesn't happen, it's like, uh-oh. Because now, what like should I said, Wait, so what should I be concerned about here? What are you saying I should be concerned because about? Because they don't have the pieces to sell off to get better right now, because the pieces that they have, they're going to want to keep. Like you say, the Pintos, the Bathersons, the That's Kuchucks, why I'm saying the stay the course. <laughs> let your prospects fill those spots. They're coming up. You have the prospects. Just be patient. Right, it's been five years of being like bad, right? And you were supposed to take the well, jump this fuck, year, so now five we're going to stay the we have made a jump this year. We're not in fucking dead last. We're, we're battling for a wild You're, card now. We have made a step up, but we're still lacking away. defense. I wouldn't say if, battling. If, <laughs> would they are, the they, fucking Leafs won't be battling in the first round either, so fucking we can talk shit about they, each other's teams all we want, but I love they the They won't future. be battling the second round for sure. <laughs> no, but like the Sens have 39 points, and they're in second last in the Atlantic, and Montreal is 35. Like, what I'm saying yeah, is like, look how tight it is. Oh, like what's Florida? They're like two points ahead of us. Like the, the wild card. How spots tight is it? They've got to be like 10 points, points ahead of us. They're, of the wild so card. They, probably like, I, don't have, I don't have the wild card. They were at seven and then they had a couple rough games. So they have dropped, but it's like so tight, man. Like if those teams lose games and the Sens win games, it becomes, you know, another five point gap. If, like it's yeah, just if, been, right? Yeah. Fucking yeah. if, right? But like I'm saying, okay, well, no, no, <laughs> Ty, I don't want to rattle you, man. I honestly, I actually do. Want, I, like I said earlier, same thing with Montreal. I do want Ottawa to be good, but yes. I think, I think, I think, I think there's, there's no way. Like, I think it's extremely to buy, biased to say there's no need for worry. You, you're yeah. selling. You're a team that's going, that's trying to sell right now. You're a team that doesn't know if they're going to be a trade buyer, or a trade seller at the deadline. Uh, you don't have Debrinkets. This we're guy missing that you one put, player, dude. We're missing Debrink, one player. Well, it's listen, Debrinkin was a guy that uh, was supposed to 
well, I mean, he's a great player, but but he's a guy you it, paid a it, lot for and yeah, made a we, big trade we're for lacking a blockbuster a goal trade. Score and you score and, on goals, man. I'm not we saying what the team's now. lacking. I'm saying that every day Debrink it's not doesn't sign an extension is is more, it gets more and more concerning exponentially. I'd say well, it's coming, and, dude. It's coming. You'll see in the next fucking uh, little while. And you, you'll see that. And the prospects, dude. Sanderson was this guy that uh, if you needed a defenseman so bad, Sanderson wasn't on your team last year, and he stepped in, and it didn't change a thing. He's incredible. I I'm not saying he is I incredible. Say I'm not saying he's playing. Fantastic. I'm not saying he's going to be. Well, where were you at this? Where were you forty games in last year? And what? And, and you added Giroux to Brinkett and more, more all around scoring, well, and you added net. Sanderson. Yeah, and now you added Sanderson. What you, you're, you're how many points better at the forty game mark? In this, so what is they still Sanderson? haven't addressed their defense problem, right? They still have. I know, but I'm saying Sanderson's problem. a new guy that stepped in there, and although I think he's going to be a six, he's going to be a stud. He doesn't solve the yeah. issue right now, and you were supposed to be a contender this year. Well, that's well, what even saying. with that's Sanderson, saying. we're still lacking. And it was like a team, a and it was a event. team that had that had a we upper two management and ownership problems to g- going into this before before. Uh, like while Melnick was still up and running, this was already a team that had bad. I don't think you'll bad, see you, bad you're not going to see any big changes around the ownership. You won't see any big changes until new ownership comes in, which is coming this year. And I don't think like DJ Smith goes or Dorian goes. I think you get a new fucking coach in there. You fucking see and the that big the changes, co- you man. said like, you said you wanted the coach fired two months ago, and he's still not gone. Exactly because they need new saying, owners. Like, be a, they're not going to go fire a whole new. Concern. They're not going to hire an all. All new, no, it's it's patience, dude. They're not going to hire an all new fucking staff just for a new owner to buy the team and then be like, hey, I don't want the staff to fire everyone. They're going to wait till a new owner comes in and then that guy's going to fucking reorganize the entire staff, dude. You might see Alfie come in somehow. You might see Wade Redden. You might see Chris Neal. You might see Chris Phillips. All these guys are, are rumored to be involved in the ownership along with Ryan Reynolds. And I think they're all going to get in and you're going to see big things happening in Ottawa. And like for people out there trying to pick up on a team to be a fan of, let's say you're not a hockey fan and you want a team to jump on the bandwagon right now for a bright future, I think Ottawa's the fucking. It'd be hard not to pick Ottawa when you see the things going on there. Same with Anaheim; that's another team. I think there's a fucking. I don't know why you guys tell me to be concerned here. I mean, obviously we have they're to in no some man's work land, to do. That's why they're supposed to take a step, and now they're eighth in the wild card race, and they're t- uh, 13 points back of the Capitals. They're 10 points back of the Penguins, and nine points back of the Islanders. And there's eighth in the wild card the only teams below them are montreal and columbus in the east yeah, like no there's still there's still room for improvement for sure man but they, well, that's fucking, what I'm saying. they have good pieces but the problem is being in no man's land you don't have pieces to trade off like montreal last year sucked but they got a first round pick for Sherrod, and they traded away this guy and that guy right like i don't know like i don't know there's it's, a it's ton a of pieces one. we there's a ton of prospects we could move but i don't think it's the best idea to do that i'm worried that Not dorian prospects. I'm worried that Dorian trying to save his job might trade some prospects. That's what they'd be moving. They'd be moving someone like Pinto or Formanton if he figures out what the fuck he's got going on. That's who they're going to move. They're not going to move a guy like Claude Giroux. They're not going to move a guy like fucking uh, Debrinkit. They're not going to move a guy like Batherson. They're going to keep these no. guys, and they're going to fucking stick with their core, and they're, they're going to fix those problems within. That's what I think is going on. I'm thinking more like if you could trade fucking Austin Watson for like you know a high – like a first, you're not gonna get shit for Austin like, Watson. He shouldn't be playing. That's a DJ Smith flaw for playing that guy. <laughs> like that should be, all, that should be all Lu- on the same page. Lucini yeah, should be Watson. Up Watson should not be playing. That's a DJ Smith error. The guy needs to go. DJ Smith is why the team's struggling this year. You get fucking uh Claude Julian, you get Barry Trotz in there. I bet this team 
has fucking at least 10 more points in the standings. I bet we have fucking five more wins if we have a different coach. I, I blame at least five games this year on the coach doing fucking stupid, stupid decisions. DJ, I'm not a fan. Yeah. He's I not mean, gonna I, go into new ownership though. What I will say not is that uh what I will say is that um I think like Ottawa has been troubled by injuries with like Batherson, Norris and stuff, but I still think like it's it's not it's not a good look right now. And, an issue and on defense, top of man. everything I already mentioned, my friend, uh you probably you probably need to give up a valuable asset to offload Zaitsev. Like yeah, I mean he's just about the worst. Yep. He's about the he's worst defenseman in the league and he's buy getting him out four and a half. Trade him for fucking rocks, dude. Buy him out doesn't solve the <laughs> fucking problem, is what I'm saying. Like you can't just get rid of him. Just don't play him. Yep. Well, he's got one year left, so he's gone after this year anyway, so we'll fucking uh he's gone. We got one more year to deal with that fucking shit show. And we'll also get new ownership this year and and it's gonna turn things around, I'm telling you. What do we have left on the docket? Unfortunately, uh, I, I should have mentioned yeah, I this right at the start. But I, I have to, I have to run. But um, I'm glad we're back at it. But I have a fucking hockey game. I need to go shut out some fucking old guys here. <laughs> uh, do a madness. Uh, add some youth into the fucking dressing room there, and 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 show them how to really play hockey, or show them they're not shit. They're just scoring on shit. Or show them that they're not good. They're just scoring on shit goalies. So. <laughs> Yeah, boys, I got to head up the road, but um, UFC, I don't know if you're going to be talking to about like the Dana White shit. Is that a thing? Like, did you hear yep. about all that? Yep. That wasn't on the list, but that's on my list. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want to like fucking set anybody up. I don't know if you have like a controversial opinion, but it's on DK's list. So he's going to say it, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's big news. I thought we should mention that, but uh, I'm going to run boys. Thank you to the fans. Uh, we're going to reach out to the lads that came uh, one through four in the fucking fantasy league. And we'll send your prizes your way. Um, the boys are back. Fucking right. Stu, it's always back. a pleasure, brother. Go get a shout out for us. Save the yeah, game, you, Puck. Sign you it. You just jinxed it. Way to go, DK. You <laughs> <laughs> just said the he said, he said he's got a shot. Uh, true it up. True it up. Yeah. He said <laughs> it first. Right. Maybe we reversed peace, it by saying it twice. Yeah. And then I just fucked it by See saying it the third time. There we go. Peace, buddy. Easy, All lads. Right. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, DK, we'll just, we'll run through this quick then. The last thing I got here is UFC and I got a bunch of picks, but if you're in Ontario, you can't even fucking place these, but I'll still probably, I'll probably track them on bat stamp. So if you are somewhere where you can't place these, they'll be up there and you can, uh, you can tail them, but uh, I'll just rip these quick here. Um, Some fights worth noting, not the most insane fight night card of all time this weekend, but the main events between Strickland and Imovov and Strickland stepping into this one on some pretty short notice. So I think uh, Imovov is going to, going to win that one and then the rest of my picks here i got um yeah imovov as i mentioned there and then uh we got uh, dan ige i'm gonna parlay him with dan ige and then i also got eubanks omega medov rubeski and basrat on a four-leg parlay and then i think i'll also put uh, nazimento and Vieira in a two-leg and then um i haven't decided if i'm gonna track all these like i said on bet stamp but i i probably will there and uh if you want to tail them we'll see we'll see if they're up there they probably will be and DK, I'm assuming uh, you're still on strike for the UFC picks here. Yeah, I'm going to, like, I, I always will give you props. You know that. I always give you props on your UFC picks. I'm more of a, you know, big card guy where, you know, big card comes yeah. along and, you know, I'm going to fucking 100% hit the big cards and I'm going to give my take. And I usually give out, 
like you know this if i if i like a heavyweight you know i'm betting them to fucking get a knockout or if it's a, one yeah. of the guys yeah. that i'm always like oh it's my guy my guy i pick them all the time but other than that like if you want like serious analysis and good picks like you got to go with your picks it's no different than like if you were giving out nfl picks you would say the same thing you'd be like i'm gonna give these 100%. picks out but like like or if, if with hockey picks like Stu seems to be like real good at hockey like if you're listening to hockey picks take Stu's picks like for gambling right yeah so ufc yeah there's two things that i want to uh to bring up outside as long as you're done talking about the, that card yep yeah okay that's it the first one's kind of a lighter note um <laughs> i seen something from spinning backfist on twitter and it said, this is a couple of days ago when it was like, hey, yo, Connor, did you know your likes were public? So I'm like, oh, what the fuck does that mean? I saw it was like 20 minutes ago. He tweeted it. I go to Connor McGregor's likes and in his yeah. likes is just a video of some dude just beating his fucking horn, like full on no. just standing in front of the camera, no. beating his horn. What the so fuck? I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So I wonder if someone doesn't run Connor's socials, didn't realize he was on Connor's socials and fucking liked that tweet, but it was like a public thing that, that people got saw. Which is, that just doesn't seem well, right. Like fucking what the fuck? But you get hacked and they like one tweet and then leave. Like, <laughs> dude, they would have sent something out, right? Like they would have sent a tweet out. It was just a weird thing. Like it was kind of funny. Like I, I mean, there's probably a was, lot of people targeting McGregor. Like if someone got in there, I'm sure that'd be the first thing they fucking do is to like make him like something that, you know, would, <laughs> go against what he wants on there type thing <laughs> but or it was so funny McGregor for me to see weirdo <laughs> yeah literally like mcgregor just forgot he wasn't on his burner or something and he just liked this video of some dude just beating his meat like, i wonder Twitter, what i wonder what's horrible i wonder what's next for him too because he's supposed to be coming back fighting this year like fucking in the early apparently early 2023 is what they were saying last year but i don't know what the fuck condition he's in like i think he's recovered from his leg injury there but i don't know who, who he'd be going up against and whatnot so if I threw out a couple names, you'd tell me how much interest you'd have in him fighting. Like, let's say, like, uh, my first name is Justin Gaethje. Would you be interested in him fighting Gaethje? Yeah, I think I have a feeling I know kind of some of the names you're going to say, and they're all going to be great fights, but maybe not great for McGregor is what I'm thinking. Like, he needs a win. He desperately needs a win. Your, your next guy is probably going to be, like, Michael Chandler. No, another- no, I... I do like that fight. I honestly think if he goes Gaethje, that's kind of dumb for him because he is going to get fucked up coming off a big break yeah. like that. Chandler, like I think, would be even dumb. worse. Chandler would be even worse, I think, for him because Chandler can wrestle too. Like Gaethje, actually, Gaethje can wrestle, but usually sticks to the, you know, he stands and bangs, but fuck it. You know what I think McGregor should do is go fight in the bare knuckle boxing fucking league. That'd be something I think he might be better off at because I don't know about those legs, man. He snapped him in fucking half last time. Well then, okay, so my next one, this would be obviously one that uh, one would have to come up and wait or maybe go catch weight, is a, uh, finally, after like 15 years or 10 years, the fucking rematch with Max Holloway. That'd be cool. At think, 155 uh, or 160, because like Holloway's a max of 145, good. right? Like Max Holloway was my second name. That'd be a good fight, actually. I'd like yep. to see that. Me too. That's the one that I love Holloway. Like, you know, Holloway's my fucking guy. I love him. Yeah. So I would love to see that fight Diaz too. And they're both kind of, uh, Diaz, Diaz like, I think would be, trilogy. I think, I think Diaz, like to end his career would be sick. I think Connor's got two more fights in him, but the third name I'm going to yeah. throw out to you is, uh, Jorge Masvidal, a guy who's kind of like, it'd be no different than him fighting Cerrone. He probably has the edge in that fight. That's a good Neither fight. Cause fight he, a lot. 
Yeah, he might actually win that one. That's what yep. I'm like, you know. I think that might be the one McGregor needs to boost his confidence before he goes up against a Gaethje or a Chandler or something like that. He really needs something to to get back in the win category because if he comes in and loses again, I think oh, he does done. the Tony Ferguson thing where he keeps fighting people trying to get a win and just keeps getting embarrassed. And it's going to be like, like you see Tony Ferguson now, it's sad to watch him because people love the guy. He was a legend. He was fucking champ and everything. And then all of a sudden, see him now, he can barely move in there. Like he's just getting fucking ragdolled around the fucking ring he got knocked out from chandler his arm snapped from fucking Oliveira. like fuck i don't want to see mcgregor actually i wouldn't even care i don't care about mcgregor that much i'd rather see mcgregor come back and do another you know come back to her type thing it would be great for the ufc and and all the hype i said i I think he's got i think he's got two fights left in him and one of them like i think the two that i would like more because gaethje or chandler i just think they're too good and they're too active and you know what i mean like i think they would just beat the fuck out of him and i think he knows that just i think he come back and fight Think he'd come back and fight Holloway or Masvidal, and then end his career with the Diaz trilogy. They're both getting older. They're both probably whatever. Um, but you're right. Like it, it, McGregor, it, the shine's kind of worn off because, like, I don't quote me on this. I I don't think he has a win since like 2018, 2019. Like, I don't think he's won a yeah. fight. Whenever like he fought win, Cowboy, what was that? Like yeah. 2019 or something like that. Yeah, maybe early 2020 because like he's lost. Yeah every fight and it's been a long time and he's been out and whatever else. And he even like did the boxing with Floyd, um, whatever. But yeah, those, the, the if I could pick, it would be Holloway, uh, on his comeback fight. And then Diaz to end the career. Completely agree with I you. Like I think that. that'd be a great, and both of them would probably retire right after that. And the I trilogy. Like three more fights go Masvidal first and then Holloway and then, uh, Gaethje or, or Chandler, whoever the fuck's the, the guy, if he wins Wait, both th- the first two, then whoever the guy is, it's a champ kind of thing. Oh man, like I just think at that point he's going to be too old and and like too many miles on him, and he's going to get up for a championship fight, right? Like he's like still the, younger like, than some of those guys though that are fighting in there. Like fucking look at uh, how old's Tashira fighting for a belt at like forty years old. Like Clover. it's possible. Not that saying Clover's this guy, unicorn. Yeah, he, he's a kind of an anomaly. That guy, he's yeah. like one of a kind. But I, I know McGregor doesn't want to stop fighting. I mean, the guy's got everything he needs in the whole world. He's got billions of dollars. Why the fuck does he need to fight? Because he loves it, man. Like he's not going to go out on a loss. So maybe he comes back, beats one guy up and retires. I'd just like to see him go out on at least one more win before he retires. Otherwise it's going to be just one of the biggest downfalls in like UFC history. Cause fuck double oh, champ sure. to like five years in a row of losses or something or wherever the fuck he's at now. Yeah, and he, he and you know what? Like I, I always will give that to McGregor, but it's pretty close to what you're saying with the Ferguson. Like in every sport you see it, a guy who hangs on yep. for, you know, in sports it's one season too long, you know, two seasons too long, and he's just not the same, and then you kind of remember him as a shell of himself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see McGregor at that point. So that's why I don't want to see him like if he went in against Gaethje or Chandler, like I think he just gets exposed and f- gets fucked up. So that's why I think yep. these other fights like you know, Holloway, big money fight, Masvidal, big money fight, Diaz, big money fight. I think that's more of where he should be looking at where like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause you don't want to see McGregor go in there in his last fight of his career and get worked. And then you just remember he McGregor because his man. run, his run to the double champ was like the Eddie Alvarez win was maybe one of the most impressive striking performances ever in the UFC. Like some of the combos he was hitting him with, how clean, how many times he knocked him down. Like, all that stuff, right? Like it was, and that was to be the double champ. It was one of the most impressive runs of all time. I don't want to see yep. Connor become a shell of himself. No, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, at that point, yeah, McGregor was like, people were talking about him as the greatest striker in the UFC and shit like that. And yep. 
and I think he still has the striking skills. That's why I'd love to see him in like fucking kickboxing or like a bare knuckle boxing match or something because he doesn't have the grappling skills, man. Like he fucking you got to really think about who he's fighting against because if he goes against a wrestler, he seems to get worked. Like someone like just pull a Khabib on him, fucking pin him down and screw him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have that grappling. You saw it with the Khabib fight. Like Khabib even knocked him down with an overhand right. And like McGregor, oh, that was the, the best, strikers, best but punches in UFC history. That fucking overhand right was like oh. he put so much into that. I love it. It looked like a dude at the McGregor bar, had like that just coming, loading up. Well, yeah, and it's yeah. fun. Like I like McGregor. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, some of the shit that he did, he started. Everyone started to hate him a little bit. Turn turn into a villain of some sorts. Like I like watching McGregor fight, and whether he wins or loses doesn't matter to me. But like. Yeah. I didn't mind watching him lose from Khabib and whatever else. But no. the one thing I want to bring up that's kind of outside the UFC because it's McGregor's boy, it just jumped into my mind. Did you yeah. see, like, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know KS, this KSI very well. I know he did the two fights in one <laughs> night. and We said he basically looked like oh, he yeah, fought a, one stupid. of the security guards <laughs> from the arena kind of thing in his second fight. Yeah. But he was supposed to go with Dennis and then Dennis like pulled out or something. And it's like, is Dennis yeah. the biggest joke in MMA history? Like, has done yes. nothing but thinks he's a star and I don't yeah. get what he's what he is. Like I don't get how he I even don't got even big. think he has any friends, dude. He was on that uh, Ariel, I forget his last name. Ariel Hawani. Does all the MMA. Hawani. Yeah, yep. he was on his podcast and uh, Ariel's asking him, like, uh, you know, who's gonna work in your corner? Have you been training in this night? Like, no, I don't I haven't been training, I haven't been doing this, like I haven't been yeah. doing fuck all. And he's like, What, you don't have any corner? Like what people don't like you that much, you don't have any friends. <laughs> And yeah. like, I, I bet he doesn't do like other than people that he pays to be his friends. Cause like, he's such a fucking goof, man. Like he's just an asshole of a guy and he's, he's calling out anyone for just attention. I think it's just a fucking all of to get more followers on social media. I don't think he's actually ever going to fight someone in a boxing match or something like that. He's supposed to be a jujitsu guy. I'm pretty sure. What the fuck is he talking two about? Fights. Boxing. Yeah. He's had he, two fights in MMA with Bellator, but like he hasn't yeah. fought in a long time. And whatever else, and like you said, like he he feuded with like the Paul brothers at one point, and then he was going to fight this KSI. You go, yeah, he, yeah. You go to the comment like section of like any MMA fighter that's a big name, and he's in there like chirping, and it's like just fuck off, you man. Literally, <laughs> though, that's so dumb. Yeah, he's a I just thought guy. I'd bring that up because we always we always cover like the the Jake Paul boxing, but I I don't know <laughs> KSI. I don't know how big this KSI is. I just knew the name Dylan Dennis right from McGregor and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. he's another YouTuber turned boxer that's uh you know, found an audience in it. And okay, I guess he's having success. I don't think he's like a very good, I don't think he's even as good as like Jake Paul. Like Jake Paul seems a lot more uh, skilled than KSI is. Like you watch that fucking fight where they looked like they picked someone out of the crowd that was like a weakling and fought him against KSI in that night where he fought two fights. Like they picked the worst guy and they said he's a Mexican uh, champion or whatever. He's supposed to be the upcoming Mexican superstar. And then he fought him in the ring and just worked him. The guy was, he was like, oh, that's the back of my head. Tap in the back of his head. Tap in the back of his head. And it was like, it's not even close to the back of the guy's head. Yeah. But yeah. But Dylan well, Dan, yo, KSI, I don't fucking give a shit about any of that stuff. Fucking the only thing that I Jake know Paul, about though, the man, he's, he's, he's he, oh, gained some respect t- the when it comes to that. Oh. Yeah, he's a little bit. A little bit. Because he still needs to fight a true boxer. That's the only thing. He fought Anderson Silva. That's what gave me a lot of respect for him. Because Silva, I know he wasn't taking a dive. People think Silva was diving in there. After I've like thought about it and watched it and everything, like you see that post fight interview, and uh, Silva like was sad that he lost that. But well, he's also like forty fucking five years old and whatnot, right? Like Jake Paul should uh, give up with crushing the cans and fight someone legit now. 
But I know, I but the, I said this beforehand. Everyone yeah. was calling for him to fight Anderson Silva, and they're like, he won't take the Silva fight. And then he did, and he beat him. And now we're like, oh, yeah. well, he's 45. It's like, I, you can't, for Jake Paul, like, you can't well, win. That, also, gained some, everyone's, that definitely gained respect for me. Well, everyone said but it's like, oh, it was. Oh, dude, I think so too. I think he's a great villain. I think he'd be good in the WWE as a heel kind of thing. Like, you know, say where everyone boos him and throws shit at him as he comes down. But at the yeah. same point, like, everyone was like, yeah, that Anderson Silva fight was rigged. Meanwhile, he hits him with like a hard left, and as Anderson's falling, he kind of just like grazes him with the right, and everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, Anderson took a dive. He didn't hit him with the right." It's like, but the left right before I him that right on the fucking jaw. Like, oh. it's like I, I watched I that know. fight, and it was a competitive fight. It was totally legit. And uh, Jake Paul, as much as I don't like the guy, he has skills. He's a, he does have yeah. boxing skills for sure. Like, it's no he doubt. Just signed with the PFL. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's going to be doing MMA now. Fuck, I can't wait to see that, to be honest. Actually, I'll, I'll, as much as I hate him, I'll still be tuning in to see how he does in that. I think he's going to fight boxing, though, in PFL. I have to double-check that. I, I don't know say, if he's fighting know. MMA yet, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know any fighters that, that'll in be the one PFL, that, but... PFL is pretty good, man. I'm pretty sure they pay a lot better than UFC. Like, I'm pretty sure if you win the main event, you get like a million dollars or something. Like I remember just watching it in the... The light show and shit's crazy for those PFL fights, man. They're they're worth actually tuning into. It might be better than Bellator, in my opinion. Oh, well, you know what uh, I think. You, of did you want to? <laughs> fucking uh, Joe Luzon, fucking should be over there. Whatever the fuck, <laughs> fucking guy gets injured putting his sock on there. That's the kind of guys <laughs> fighting in Bellator. Exactly. That's a lie. Actually, there's some great great fighters over in Bellator. Not not UFC level, but. Anyways, uh, did you want to talk about the Dana White thing that uh, Stewie J brought up there? It's kind of a touchy subject fucking dana white was caught on video there i guess he uh he got slapped by his wife or something then he slapped her back that's what i saw at least from the clip but man you don't anytime like what the fuck he's hitting his wife and shit like i don't know what the, what the whole situation was there but he was clearly caught on film uh hitting his wife he didn't like he didn't just like double tap her in the face with his hand on her chin he like loaded up and nailed her right like so yeah my thing and like I said, touchy subject. I'm not going to go too deep into this because, like we said, it's controversial. We don't want to talk about this stuff. But like, you know, I was I was always raised like you don't, you, you know, you don't hit a woman, let alone your wife. Oh, and shit, it's one of those yeah. things where if he's doing that in public, you don't know what he's doing behind closed doors. But the only thing is with Dana White is like other people in the UFC have been, you know, charged with domestic violence, and he's like, there's no coming back from that. It's fucking yep. game over, blah, blah blah. But then he's the same guy that would have like, you know, Greg Hardy on cards like whatever else so you know he's kind of a, yeah. um he's kind of you know just doing something like that is a little bit hypocritical for the amount of times he's cut guys for for having domestic violence and then he's just kind of getting away somewhat scot-free kind of tough to yeah. see um dana's always been, i've always been a fan of dana i've always liked dana so to see something like that you're like fuck like that kind of that kind of sucks i'm not sticking up for him in any way um no you lose respect like, for seeing like a lot of exactly. respect for seeing something like that and fucking that's all i got on the subject for sure it's one of those things that y- you hate to see. And like I said, for someone who's been a fan of Dana for a long time, um, yeah, you fucking, you just hate to see something like that. And that's a terrible that's, look. I, yeah. It's yep. Fucking horrible. Absolutely. But uh, fucking, I guess we'll just move on to final thoughts from that fucking <laughs> heavy topic there. And uh, I don't really have a lot when it comes to, to final thoughts here today. I just uh, put a reminder out to our listeners. They can send in uh, questions or topics to us that they'd like us to discuss on the show. And we will. And if uh, you do have a topic or question you want to ask us, just send that to us through a DM, either on Instagram or Twitter. And if you send in a voice note too, then we can actually play it on on here too, or you can just type it in. Either way works. But uh, we'd love to hear, uh, you know, responses from you guys. 
Also, I just want to say we're stoked for what's in store for Bucks on Nux this year, and we're happy to have you listening and being part of the journey in uh, 2023 here. And that's all I got. Uh, DK, did you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I'm echoing your sentiment there. That was all I really had is that um, I think we're planning that 2023 is going to be a big year for the pod. Uh, make sure you're following the socials at Bucks on Nux on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, every possible thing. Um, big things in store for the boys here at Bucks on Nux. We just kind of got started off a whim in 2022. So 2023 is going to be our year. And you know, yep. if you've been listening since the start, we appreciate you a ton. We hope you had a good holidays, good new year, good everything. And let's all fucking kill 2023 together. Fucking right. That'll be a wrap for episode 32 then of Bucks on Nux. Tune in again next week for a Toronto Blue Jays uh, off-season report, gambling picks, and so much more. And as DK said there, uh, also make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you like the podcast, drop a five-star review down for it and uh, leave a comment there. You can even just say, you know, like one word to say awesome or crap, whatever. As long as you put a little response in there, it helps us get in the algorithms and more people will hear our podcast. So we really appreciate if you could do that. Also check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And finally, don't forget... If you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, get at it. <laughs>